Let's sit. No more Let's learn. Let's evolve. Let's talk. Today is no Let's Talk Social Justice with your host, Kevin Yowie. Good morning. You're listening to AAA Murray Country. I'm Kevin Yowie and today's Tuesday. You know what that means? Let's Talk will focus on everything social justice. As a Waka Waka and South Sea Islander man, though, and visitor to this country, I'd like to first begin by acknowledging the traditional owners, custodians and caretakers of these lands that I meet on and pay my respects to their elders past and present and acknowledge that their sovereignty has never been ceded. These past five weeks on Let's Talk Social Justice, we've been having a deep dive into state-sanctioned violence, and that is the violence made legal by the state. And we've had some wide-ranging conversations. Um, of course, we kicked off the series with our brother, Bo Spiram, who spoke about the frontier wars and some of the work that war does on the front lines around the activism. We had Professor Fiona Foley in the studios, who spoke about their work and particularly their research around the violence of this place. We had soon to be Dr. Amy McGuire in who spoke about the gendered dimensions of colonial violence and last week we had a deadly yarn with Arnie Ronnie Gorey who spoke about her experiences as a black woman in the police academy. Of course, to talk about state-sanctioned violence, we can't talk about it without speaking of race and racism, racism and racial violence. And to come to terms and grips with this huge and tough topic, I'm joined in the studio by Let's Talk Politics host, Mullinjali and South Sea Islander, Professor Chelsea Watergo. Welcome back to the studios, Charles. Hey, Kevin. I'm a bit I'm a bit intimidated. That lineup. Um <laughs> Hey. Yeah, absolute fire. Hey. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, and look, I'm I've been listening to your show. You've been going um, great guns on uh, Thursday mornings. Yeah, we're just mucking around. Um, but having fun. Having fun talking politics. Who, who would have thought? Who, yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Charles, um, thank you again yeah, for joining me and I'm definitely keen to, to learn a little bit more about your show um, later on. But I guess in terms of state-sanctioned violence, when we consider the role that race, racism play in that space, I'm wondering, firstly, um, for listeners who may not know you, um, can you introduce yourself, your mob and where you're from? Yeah, sure. So my name is Chelsea Wadigo. I used to be Bond. That was my married name, but I've returned to my birth name. Um, Manajali and South Sea Islander. My family connections are through the Wadigo, um, Williams and Slocky families. So I've got family northern New South Wales, uh, Brisbane, of course, and up Bowen, Air Townsville. Um, but I was born and raised on Yagara country. Yes. Um, and uh, a home for me and my five kids is in Anala in the outer suburbs of Brisbane, mm. really staunch black community that I'm very privileged to be a part of. Yep. Um, and I, I, I started out as an Aboriginal health worker because mm. uh, I wanted to be a community worker. Yeah. And so I started to be an Aboriginal health worker. And some 20 something years later, um, I ended up being, uh, uh, you know, in a, in a university uh, position as an academic doing work around racial violence. And it's been an interesting journey of mm. coming to that because as an Aboriginal health worker, we were trained to surveil the black body to make it comply, mm. you know, stop smoking, exercise more, all of that, um, blood pressures and mm. um, all that, all that BSLs and HbA1cs and, and the surveillance of the black body. Mm. At the same time, I knew as a black fellow that, that, that what that feels like to have the black body surveilled anywhere, everywhere, not just by the doctor, but the mm. police officer, the teacher, the, the, the social worker. Yeah. Um, and it was a long journey to coming to understanding racial violence as an intellectual project, 
as a legal and political one. Um, I didn't start out going, I want to study race and, and be an academic. Sure. It came through various struggles yeah. firsthand and saw others experience and I wanted to understand uh, why, why, um, despite all the, the efforts to improve Indigenous health, it hasn't changed. Mm. Um, and, you know, we used to have to do cultural awareness training. Yes. Back in the Queensland Health days, the yeah, compulsory yeah. two-day training. Yeah, yeah. And I've tried that path of, you know, we've just to educate them about our ways that then they'll come to understand us and mm. they'll care for us better. Yeah. And I realised that they actually don't care. Like their presence is built on our erasure on our non-existence since yeah. 1788. Yes. And they haven't given up on that. Yeah. And so now I'm less interested in talking about our culture. We're settlers. We yeah, can yeah. culture with, with mob. Absolutely. But I'm not talking them t- talking now about our culture as though it works, how to undermine it. Um, what I'm interested in is, is understanding how power works, how to undermine it, uh, how to hold them accountable, how to make mm. them pay. Yes. Um, how to insist on our, our rights, our, our, our dignity. Um, so I've, I've come to this because I, I see it as a different strategy than what I was first, what I first thought yeah. of service to my mob. Absolutely. Charles, um, in this first series, as you know, we've had a stellar lineup of black followers from all across so called Australia having yarns about mm. um, state sanctioned violence in its various forms. And in your book, Another Day in the Colony, you refer to it as state sanctioned colonial violence. Can you talk a bit about what this phrase specifically describes and, and why it's useful? I didn't study for this exam, Kevin. Uh, I talk about uh, state-sanctioned violence and, 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 and framing it as colonial violence is, I think people, well, not blackfellas, but other people, um, think about uh, colonisation as, as an event, a past event, Ooh. not an ongoing structure that bears heavy down, heavy upon the lives of blackfellas. Um, so um, there is a particular kind of violence that is levelled at blackfellas, um, that has been here since since they arrived here. Um, and, you know, people of colour can experience state-sanctioned violence, of course, but there is a unique form of violence that's visited upon blackfellas that is uh, bound to the colonial project, which targets us, which we feel the full brunt of because it's our erasure that is necessary for them to have any sense of belonging to this place. Charles, do you think white Australia knows the full brunt in which blackfellas experience in terms of the the violence that is sanctioned through the state? I don't think it's a matter of knowing. I just don't think they care. Sure. You know, because if they cared, we Mm. would see on the news the coronal inquiries. If they cared, the police officer would investigate the deaths of Aboriginal women. Properly, sure. like they do white women yeah. that live in Kenmore or, you know, nicer neighbourhoods. Yeah, affluent suburbs. Um, not the sh- suburbs that they refer to in their, yeah. in their everyday talk. Yeah. Um, so I, I no longer buy the idea that we've just got to teach them, you know, about how this is working, that we just bear our wounds and that will inspire them to do something because underneath all of this is they don't care. Mm. And it's not saying there aren't nice white people around. Sure, yeah. But for the most part, they know they can walk around this place not caring about the violence visited upon blackfellas. And, you know, and they've been so um, so attached to this idea of us as a dying race. Yeah. Attached to it. Um, and when you look at closing the gap reporting every year and the failure to, to close the gap, 
that shows that a national political level this nation's attachment to the idea that we are dying mm. and that there's nothing that can be done about it it's inevitable charles i met you um about 10 years ago actually as a as an undergraduate student studying um, i thought it was at the norman b <laughs> <laughs> that was a couple of weeks later um it was my first subject uh, my first semester at uni studying social work you come in as a mm. as a unit coordinator um and charles one of the first things you ever said was uh, we are not a dying race mm. and you know to hear you talk today um having to uh, remind you know our listeners that that is a theory that has um been in force in this country right for a long time and and that's why you see still here yeah everywhere t-shirts belt yeah. buckles on signs earrings chanted yeah earrings yeah. everywhere mm. hashtag yes still here and it's telling that you know our post black lives matter moment mm. 2023 it is still necessary for us to say still here I mean, how very Terranullius is all of this? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but tell me about how colonisation happened in 1788. Yeah, Come yeah, on yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And Charles, I guess, you know, obviously um, these past five weeks we've been talking everything social justice. You do Thursday mornings, let's talk politics. In what ways does social justice sort of play into the politics and, and, and vice versa as well? Well, everything. I think, you know, black politics for me is of service to the struggle. Ooh. Um, and it's to me speaks to the strategizing around justice, how we get it. Because you know, what do we want? Justice. Yeah. When do we want it? Now. Um, black politics. We 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 think about how do we get it? And I have an appetite. Well, I, I'm I have a stubborn stubborn desire for justice, yes. like most black fellas. I. I want to know what it feels like, what it tastes like, what it is to move around the world knowing that the social world you live in will afford you justice just like everybody else. And as blackfellas, we know that's never the case. So what I'm, uh, I'm interested in is what does justice mean on our terms? Yeah. And sometimes for me it's thinking about, well, the, the process of the struggle has in itself has to give us a sense of justice just for our own sake and i think about the work of um amy mcguire and uh with Annie queenie mm. Annie queenie never got justice yeah but she came home yes through that work yeah through amy listening to spirit yeah to family to community yeah and she got her home and and i've heard amy talk about that like it, it wasn't justice in a white fella way mm. but justice in a cultural way yeah and, you know, to know that it was, I think it was her grandmother's daughter. Um, I think black blackfellas are theorising justice, uh, uh, practising it in a world that refuses, it, refuses us, mm. us to, get to grant it. But we're, we're claiming it anyway. What is, what is justice on our terms? Absolutely. We know that no uh, court in this country will ever consistently give us justice. Mm. We know coronal inquiries don't. Um, like this whole, the, the, the so-called justice system, which Deb Kilroy reminds us that it's the legal system. It's not a justice system. Yeah. Because there's no justice in it yeah. for mob. Um, it's a very unjust system. So, you know, we're clever people and we can create what justice means on our terms. Charles, I'm interested, um, given your work um, as a researcher, academic, an active community member Anything? here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the rest of it here in uh, Mianjin. Um, 
who are some of the people at the moment now that um, put fire in your belly that that you sort oh. of look at and who are holding the front lines, who are who are who are resisting, who are showing up? Who who so, excites you, Charles? So many, so yeah. many, and forgive me if I don't name you all. Yeah, uh, yeah, you'll be hearing about it I've online. Gotta give, uh, look, I've got to give a shout out to Present Company, um, Kevin. Uh, your energy, um, not just on the front line f- proper. Um, with or without a megaphone, how you like? I don't know how you scream for that long. Yeah, I still look, remember. I lose my voice afterwards, Charles. I yeah. still remember coming over that bridge. Um, it was a couple of years ago, Invasion yeah. Day, yeah. Um, uh, March, and um, what was it? Uh, too many coppers, not enough justice. That's him. And it wasn't enough for Kevin just to yell it out. He like was pointing out all the coppers along the way and, and like screaming it extra right? loud, and that, that gave me joy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not justice in it, but it gave me joy. Yeah, like just joy in that, mm. um, and that power dynamic, and the power of mob in that in that moment, and yeah. and, and how you um, lead, um, how you laugh. Thank you, Chelsea. Um, you know, like that's yeah, and we we do intellectual work together too. Absolutely, in another space. Yeah, yeah, um, a couple of spaces here and there. So yeah. you, uh, Ruby Wharton. Uh, oh, this turns up. We hey. played some of her thing from speech um, on our show, um, but I sat there front and wrote it live to hear her speak and theorise mm. and just the power, the power and the knowledge that she holds um, and her love, the love she has for community. That's what drives th- this mm. stuff. And I'm so I'm nourished by that. I'm inspired by that. Um, I love watching what she does and, and, and be able to learn from her and think as she's speaking. Amy Maguire. Oh, Biggest Amy, fan. I tell you what, Amy was in here a couple of weeks, Chelsea, and, and, I've, and I, with you, have done some work with Amy around different spaces, and even in that conversation, Chelsea, I was just like, oh, wow, Amy just brings the fire every day. And the thing is, she real, real humble, quiet, yeah, you know, yes. she, she not, she's not out there everywhere, yeah. she's just doing the work. Yeah. She, she believes it. And when she tells a yarn and, t- and talks about her work, it's just captivating. Mm. Um, and her insistence, her insistence on the humanity of, of Aboriginal women, um, like she feels it with every sense of her body and she, it, uh, you know, um, uh, expresses it in a different way. Mm. She, you know, it's different registered of Ruby, but it comes from the same place. Absolutely. The same yeah. sovereign place, right? Yeah. Um, also, shout out, I mean, I love our artist, um, Vernon Arkey. We had yeah. him on the show. Uh, Vernon, yeah, yeah. his humour, his power, um, Richard Bell. Um, mm. I, could, I could just keep going on naming all these Brisbane blacks. Yeah, yeah, I noticed. Yeah, There's I noticed a theme a lot here. Of, yeah, people, Brisbane blacks. A lot of mob outside of <laughs> Brisbane blacks. No, that, you know, you're absolutely right, Charles. And, and you know, we are um, blessed to, to live in a community of, of staunch black fellas who are constantly and consistently showing up yep. day in, day out. Can I also just um, give a couple of shout-outs to um, um, Annie Little Watson? Of course, um, yes. Uh, uh, the the guidance, the generosity, um, the power, the love, the wisdom, um, just really thankful and that nourishes me every time I'm able to land and, and be in her presence. Um uh, Uncle Philip Mills up in Torres Strait. Yeah, um, yes. Working with him on some work, and that's just been really um, helped me think about my own positioning and and the work that I'm doing and and how I stand in my own power in a non um, non uh, not not authoritative possessive way, Mm-mm. but in a grounded sense. Um, so I'm also also grateful for those people that. Uh, may not be marching on the streets, though they 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 have they and they've done, have done and do, well and yeah. truly. Yeah, yeah. Um, that created the space for us t- to be in the space who are still present for us, mm. uh, mentoring and giving their time. Yeah. Um, because yeah, that's I'm um, yeah very grateful for that as well. 
Absolutely. And Charles, obviously, you know, you, you're no stranger around uh, the AAA studios. Um, listeners Love being will know back here. Chelsea from Wild Black Women Days with Angela Hurley a few uh, a few years ago. Charles, what's it like being back on air and having having your own show again? Uh, look, I love it. I've been saying, I miss live radio. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm not doing live, but um, unfortunately, but I, I miss being on radio. I miss the yarns with Mob. Yeah. And, you know... A lot of us in our day jobs, you know, we may work with mob or be of service to mob, but to to, to just be in conversation thinking about um, who you're in conversation with and it's a different, has a different tone to a different feel to it and it just feels like home. Yeah. Um, that we can have these kind of conversations. Yeah. And I don't care who else is listening because I'm thinking about yep. black fellas mm. in the car, yeah. um, kitchen table. And I re- what, um, I, like... Black Radio is deadly, but what spun me out when we did the Blackfella book tour? Yeah. We went to Sherberg, up yeah. Cairns, and went um, TI. Yes. And we did a couple of interviews on, on, uh, with Black Media yeah. um, beforehand, and what spun me out was coming across people and they said, oh, oh, yeah, we heard you on the radio. And I, I was reminded that Blackfella's... Listen to radio, like our communities oh, are listening to radio a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's such uh, an important medium for us as blackfellas to communicate with each other. You know, you can talk about having Twitter following or yeah. Insta stories, yeah, yeah. but when it comes to these proper conversations with blackfellas and across communities... Black Radio is where it's at. It's where it's at. And AAA. Hey, Hello. that's it. Hey, Murray Country. Shout out AAA and Nurse. Yeah. All the network. Absolutely. Chelsea, I think that's a great note to to, to leave on today. Shout out to AAA and to Nurse. And it's been an absolute pleasure, pleasure having you in the studios with me this morning, talking all things uh, state-sanctioned violence, but also um, getting a bit of an idea about your show as well and, and what's motivating uh, Thursday mornings on Let's Talk Politics. Chelsea Watergo, thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you so much for having me. And folks, remember, if you missed any of the shows from earlier uh, conversations, you can tune in and uh, dial into AAA's website. So we'll see you next week on AAA Let's Talk Social Justice. No more whispering in our minds. Let's Talk, Monday to Friday at 9am on AAA Murray Country, the National Indigenous Radio Service and iHeartRadio. You can catch up on AAA.org.au Proudly supported by the Community Broadcast Foundation. 